Today's bag of popcorn is brought to you by AutoApprove. AutoApprove makes refinancing your auto loan easy so that you can keep more of your hard-earned money. Learn more at AutoApprove.com slash popcorn. Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. You know, I think so many of us, we're interested in hopping into the world of investing, which I think is great. It's one of the best ways to, to build your, your wealth and, and save for retirement and reach those big goals you have out into the future. But I think it can be intimidating because there's so many concepts and terms and processes that, that go into this that you can kind of feel lost and need a little bit of direction. And that's where today's question came from. And to help me answer that question, I'm excited to have back one of my favorite guests, one of the smartest thought leaders. Thought, is that a weird thing to say? Thought leader in the investing space, Amanda Holden. She goes by Dumpster Doggy on Instagram. She's an amazing investing educator, and I'm happy to have her back on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. I appreciate it. Let's hop into this question from a listener. Uh, they wrote in and they said, they're really curious about how to create an investment plan for their 403B and Roth IRA. Uh, they've heard a ton of different philosophies out there, and they weren't sure which one to go with. They've heard about the FIRE mindset and FIRE movement. They've heard about using target date funds, along with a bunch of other other options that have been thrown out there. So I want to know, how, how would you approach creating an investment plan or just approaching how you structure your investments within uh, uh, these retirement plans that you would use either at work or on your own in an IRA? Sure. So this question is bringing me back to a time when I was fresh out of college and I was working at, at an investment management firm. And I basically walked in being like, oh man, like there's going to be so much that I'm going to have to learn about <laughs> investing. Truly at that time, without a lot of working knowledge, the investing world or the universe seemed pretty limitless. Like there is an endless amount of options. And so when I first learned that there's really just two options, I was like, okay, two <laughs> things. I only have to learn two things. I can handle learning two things. What I'm talking about is there are really two primary types of investments. We call them asset classes that you are going to consider investing in within your 403B or Roth IRA, really any retirement account. And those are our two queens, stocks and bonds. The question is then, how do I get exposure to those two different markets, the stock market and the bond market? Pretty much all of those strategies that you listed out using target date funds, using funds, using a FIRE methodology, which I'm assuming just means using funds, is going to be just figuring out ways in which you can get exposure to these broader marketplaces. And so start there. Do we understand what stocks and bonds are and the trade-offs between the two? Just as like a high level overview, it's about risk and return. Stocks are higher risk, but you have a higher potential for return. Bonds are lower risk, but there is a lower potential for return. But the idea of having a little bit of both, I like to compare it to like playing the field when you're dating. Like you don't have to get married to either one of these guys. You can have a little bit of both because sometimes this one is better and sometimes this one is better. And that's the entire idea behind diversification. And so for starters, most people will have some stocks and some bonds. Those that have longer investing timelines are probably going to go a little bit heavier in the stocks because they have the time to allow the stock market to work for them. 
And so then the next question is, once we decide what we want our mix of stocks and bonds to be, we choose the mechanism that we actually use to get exposure to those markets. The easiest way, and and actually one of the most effective and popular ways, is to simply buy index funds that invest you across those entire markets. So for example, you can buy one index fund that invests you in the total US stock market, or the international stock market, or the bond market. If you were to buy all three of those index funds that I just mentioned, you now have what is considered to be a really simple three-fund portfolio that is extremely popular with finance goobers like me and Chris. And so this is a version of what I do is keep it super simple and buy low-cost passive index funds that invest me across all of those markets. We're all feeling the impact of rising prices pretty much everywhere. And this means that we end up looking for places where we can save money. One place that you might not have considered checking is your auto loan. That's why this week's bag of popcorn is brought to you by Auto Approve. Auto Approve is an online service that makes vehicle refinancing easier and faster. They'll connect you with a network of top credit unions, banks, and finance companies to refinance your auto loan. With Auto Approve, vehicle owners can lower their monthly payment, get a better rate, or both. They talk you through every step of the process and even handle the DMV paperwork, which is the part that I'm actually the most excited about. In 2021, auto-approved customers saved on average $164 per month. I could use that kind of extra money for groceries, gas, or even to invest more for retirement. To find out how much you could save, get your free quote at autoapprove.com slash popcorn. Again, that's autoapprove.com slash popcorn, or just click the link in the show notes. Auto loans are still historically low, so get more money for what matters most with Auto Approve. There's a thousand people, probably more than that, out there with their strategies, their techniques, and this is how you invest. And you do this, you do that, and I think it becomes overwhelming. So I think it's great to start off with the fact that you don't have to do some weird, random, complicated dance to, to set up your retirement account, that there are simple approaches like this. It is just so human nature for us to want to overcomplicate our investing strategies. And again, I think it boils back down to this feeling of control, that the more we do, the more we we can control, when in reality, what we're doing when we meddle is giving ourselves more chances to fail. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say to it up, but I don't know if it's that kind of podcast. So you can cut that out if you need to. Oftentimes, when I explain to my newer investors or investors that are starting with small dollar amounts, that you can do something as simple as buying just like one U.S. stock market index fund. And then as you grow and diversify, we can look to add other very simple index funds like an international stock index fund and and a bond fund. Oftentimes, my students think that that's maybe a dumbed down strategy that I only give to them because they're new. When in reality, this has also been historically the most successful strategy for all people at all income and wealth levels. In fact, one of my favorite anecdotes is that, you know, when LeBron James got his very first signing bonus, he went to legendary investor Warren Buffett and said, what should I do with this money? And Warren Buffett was like, don't get scammed. Just put it all in an S&P 500 index fund and call it a day. And so now you are essentially just along for the stock market ride and you're paying as little in fees as possible in order to get that exposure. I think that we're so often trained to think that the keys to investing success are picking hot stocks or picking hot investments or timing the market 
When in reality, the keys to success are buying as early and as often as we possibly can, minimizing the fees that we pay to get exposure to the markets, and then after that, knowing that we don't control the markets, we're just along for the ride, and the longer you can stay in the market, the better chances you have of success. That's it. That's what investing is. And so... With that said, pretty much every strategy that our our person that asked the question had asked is some derivation of that index fund strategy that I just mentioned. So for example, a fund is really nothing more than a big old basket of some other investment type. So a big old basket of stocks, a big old basket of bonds, and so on. A target date fund is actually a fund that holds funds. I actually think it even helps to understand why target date funds exist. So basically, you know, who knows how long ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, if you had a 401k program through work, 403b program through work, the money was deposited into that account and then it would just sit there in cash. And you had a list of fund options that you could choose, but what these 401k providers were noticing is that nobody was choosing anything. And so what they wanted to do was create a default option. A default option is going to be a diversified option, an option that invests you across all of those three major categories that I just mentioned, U.S. stocks, international stocks, and bonds. And so a target date fund packages those funds together in one investment. So basically, it is an entire portfolio all packaged in one. And so the idea behind having there be a target date, so like you choose a date of a fund that roughly corresponds to your retirement target date, it has nothing, Chris, to do with when you are actually allowed to retire. Why we pick a date is because that date is going to give us an indication about about how old that investor is, right? If you pick a date out that's really far, like 2065, you assume that that person is a young investor. Why does that matter? Because younger investors should have more invested in stocks, less in bonds. Somebody with a closer end date is presumably closer to retirement and older and may not want to take as much risk. Therefore, they should have more bonds and less stocks. Instead of having to make those configurations on your own, if you were to purchase the index funds yourself, the target date fund packages it all together for you and helps you make that shift into a more conservative allocation the closer you get to that date. Again, what it is, is it's just pre-packaging together these funds that you could otherwise buy on your own. That's what I mean when I say that these are actually really, they're very similar investments. You're going to be buying the same stocks in the stock market. Whether you buy a target date fund or you buy your U.S. stock market index fund on your own, you own McDonald's stock, right? Like you own the same stocks either way. And at the end of the day, that's ultimately what you're being invested in. Amanda, thank you so much for breaking this down. I hope our listeners sending in this question, I hope this makes things feel a little bit better, kind of put you on a track and remove some of that intimidation that, that I think it's built up around just the idea of starting to invest in these, these retirement accounts that we have out there. If people want to learn more from you, Amanda, and hear more of your amazing breakdowns and explanations for all of this investing stuff, uh, where should they go? 
So I do the most free investing education over on Instagram at dumpster.doggy, but I'm on all social media. I've got a YouTube, I've got TikTok, I've got, I don't use Twitter as much, Um, but look out for me there. And then if you ever want to splurge, I do have a full investing course called Invested Development. All that's going in the show notes. That way, if you're listening, you can easily go find it. I highly recommend go checking out Amanda's work. And it's great having you on the podcast again. And and you'll be back uh, soon. We're going to we're going to hop into one of those other what I'm calling unpop kernel episodes to, to dive a little bit deeper into this whole target date fun concept. So stay on the lookout for that. And Amanda, I appreciate it. It's always great talking with you. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for joining me. And if you didn't know, Popcorn Finance is on YouTube. One of my goals this year was to put out more video content because sometimes it's just easier to explain some things with some visuals to go along with it. I've been working on some content around the rising interest rate situations, Bitcoin being able to be put into 401ks. There's a lot of stuff going on. So I've been putting together some special videos over on YouTube, along with all of the Unpopped Kernels episodes having their own special video version over there. So if you just look for Popcorn Finance on YouTube or just type in youtube.com slash popcorn finance or just click the link in the show notes because I'm trying to make it easy for you to come find me. Uh, Go do that. Come join me. I'm trying to hit a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So if you like the work I do, you want to come see a video version of it, some extra stuff that you don't normally get here on the podcast, make your way over there. Come join me. Help me hit that 1000 subscriber mark. And then you can let me know what other things you'd like to see over here on the video side of popcorn finance. As always, I appreciate you joining me here for another bag of popcorn. You know, this is your audio bag. Maybe go grab a video bag on YouTube. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.